0: never satisfied, things like that. Those are things and the principles you talk about like uh, that we develop in our journey and why everyone's journey is different but we all have to develop these these principles is that fact of like we can never just say it and believe it. We
1: can never just say it one time and believe it. So, what's good everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Be Great Podcast. This is your host, Allende Lawrence. Today we have a special guest. Um, they, you know, this is a, a, a man that um, I've gotten the privilege to know for over a year. Um, his name is Tyler, uh, Tyler Wyatt, and he is the owner of Uncommon Athlete. Uh, just to give a brief, you know, introduction between how, how he and I. So I, over the summer, um, I had the fortunate opportunity to be one of the personal trainers and coaches at Uncommon Athlete, uh, which is a gym based in Columbus, Georgia. And uh, Tyler and I got a chance, we've talked a few times, uh, got a chance to know each other, both as athletes, but also just, you know, from man to man. And um, I think he's definitely a solid guy. And I wanted to bring him on today to, you know, pick pick his brain a little bit about how, his, how he perceives greatness. And, you know, as a business owner, uh, he's a, he's also a husband. He's also he's a father. Um, he's just an overall solid guy. So um, I want to welcome you guys, and I want to allow Tyler to also introduce himself. So Tyler White, how's it going, Tyler? What's
0: going on, Andy? I really appreciate you having me on. It's an honor. And uh, I keep it short and sweet. You know, I like to talk. So uh, basically, I'm a gym owner here in Columbus, Georgia uh i've got a five acre ranch out in harris county got some horses uh my wife wanted my daughter and my son to grow up around horses like she did and you know i've got a beautiful wife beautiful daughter uh handsome little boy uh you know four years old my daughter's four years old and my son is about to be two years old so they're a handful they keep me busy you know if you would have told me five years ago that i'd be living on a ranch with horses it'd be in real estate investing and cryptocurrency and nfts and and you know business consulting and all the things that i'm doing now i would have been like nah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a gym owner like you know but entrepreneurship is kind of a crazy thing and then you know like like you said pursuing greatness like something just inside of me has always kind of pushed me forward to to keep moving and keep, you know, grinding for more, you know, something has always kind of been inside of me that's kind of pushed me to keep striving for more, you know, I I like to say uh, a little quote I like to live by is, is always happy, never satisfied, you know, like, I'm always striving to be better. And never satisfied with where I'm at, but I always like to make sure I'm I'm leveling myself out, appreciating where I came from, you know, appreciating what I have currently, and and just always trying to stay in a good mindset, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's just a little bit about who I am, you know. If we got into where I came from, you know, uh, I came from a family that. It wasn't as well off. I, I lived, you know, pretty much in the ghetto for about 18 years of my life here in Columbus. And my mom and dad, they tried to, you know, give us everything they could, uh, you know, and worked in. You know, my dad was a mill worker. My mom was an LPN, home health care nurse. So, uh, you know, we had a little bit, but we made it, you know, we made a lot of what we had. Both of my brothers have grown up to be business owners also. And so we just kind of wanted to, my mom always was really striving to get us out of the ghetto and, and, you know, how we grew up and, uh, and my dad just was that blue collar, just go to work every day and just provide, try to provide the best he could for the family. So, uh, just a little back back backstory of where I came from, where I'm at now. I do like to say recently, I've been telling people, my kids, they live a polar opposite life of what I did as a kid. And I guess that's the goal, you know, and all thanks to my, you
1: know, my mom and dad, I can't uh thank them enough so awesome so you know you i wanna i wanna i think um my the first episode we, we spoke about the first very episode was, uh, was about belief and mm-hmm. you said for 18 years of your life you mentioned that you know you stayed in some some conditions that weren't you know uh, ideal so mm-hmm. talk to where did that mind shift come into place? Like, you know, being in one environment and then, you know, kind of realizing, like, how did how did you shift, how did your mindset shift from, you know, going from living 18 years in one condition and to, like, where you are now? Because you talked to us about the mindset shift that took place, the when did uh-huh. it take and I, it start to develop?
0: Yeah, I would say it, it, it's not one, you know, one scenario, one thing, because I mean, uh, from from 18 years old, we moved to uh, you know the north side of town, which which is a better side of town, you know, more a little bit more affluent people, more middle class. Um, the saying goes, you can you can take the person out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the person. So I mean, my high school years, later high school years, you know, I was getting into some trouble, uh, you know. I don't speak about it much but you know I was dabbling with some things like uh, some things I'm not as proud of today Uh, you know selling weed and doing different things like that getting in trouble hanging around with the wrong crowd so and another thing is like I grew up in a really religious family my grandmother was super religious and I've been going to church my whole life Um, but I started to become like and now I look back on it, I was like a little bit, uh, I guess you would say like atheist mentality where I was like, you know, you have to, if you have to depend on a higher power, I used to say things like this, that you were weak minded and stuff like that. After a while, and after a, a big shift, and and I would say one big thing that was a really big shift for me was like... Uh, You know my dad and mom they always showed unconditional love to me and my brothers and, and they would you know fight for us to just to change our mentality even though they were you know they had grown up in that their whole lives and uh my dad said one day said uh you know son i hope that before i die you know i can see you get away from that stuff you know because his brother actually, you know, a little backstory, his brother spent 20 years in prison uh, for, for dealing drugs and, and you know, uh, doing things like that. So he just, and it was his younger brother too, so he just, I guess he saw some of that in me and he was like, man, you know, I just hope before I die I can see you get away from that. And it wasn't that moment, you know, I was a rebellious teenager, uh, but I guess it hit me one day. And I was driving, I remember I was driving in my truck and something just was like, basically in a nutshell, hit me and it was like, is this what you want to be known for? Like that question popped up in my head. Like if you continue on this path, this is what you'll be known for. And I basically said to myself, I said no, and that was one of those moments where now, you know, I'm a little bit more versed, I'm a little more cultured, so back then I would call it kind of like an epiphany, now I call it like a uh, a Kensho moment, almost like there's there's these two Japanese terms that I use, Kensho is change through suffering. And then Satori is the other word, and that's changed through inspiration. And I guess it was kind of like a Ken Show moment for me of like, uh, you know, I had suffered enough in that realm that I was just like, no, you know, this is not what I want to be known for. And then it was like from that moment, things started to, you know, excel. I never sold sold drugs or messed with it again. And, and uh, things started to, to move up from there, you know, so... Yeah. i think if i had to answer that question short that would be the moment you know um uh, and, and obviously there was a cumulation accumulation of moments that led up to that moment you know uh fights with my parents getting arrested all these different things but none of that changed me as much as that one moment in my own mind where my subconscious asked me the question of like is this what you want to be known for
1: yeah and you know it's very it's interesting that you said that because basically um in an episode i think uh, one of one of the episodes that uh, i did there's an equation that um that i developed and it, it is um proximity provides clarity and clarity drives prosperity so basically mm-hmm. that moment where you Proximity is just basically like being aware of where you are and you you it's hit around it, and uh, you're really just driving home the the idea that what I, I've like that we have that I've expressed in the previous episode that you got to be aware of where you are at before you can even gain any type of clarity about where you want to go. And I think that's what, like in the truck, like you, you experience a level of clarity, like oh mean, you experience a proximity meaning, okay, this is where I'm, now do i want to be known as this person do i want to mm-hmm. be this particular Tyler? and you learn that but well, i don't i know i don't want to be this and so that kind of allowed that allowed you to kind of start learning and creating um more clarity of, about a vision that you wanted for yourself and now you kind of change your direction right there so you know that absolutely because that, you're sharing your principles in the, the first few episodes and about this podcast is really building principles because everybody's, everyone's journey is gonna be different, but I I'm, I wanna consistently bring people on to, to hone in the fact that everyone's journey may be different, but everyone has to start with some basic principles, some basic foundations before they embark on their own path. So that, that was really, um, that was really good hearing that. Um, so you mentioned also. I think I over. I think I heard you say um, that you mentioned that happiness is always happy, never satisfied. And you yes. being better each day. Now I have on. this I, I still wear the band every day. Like the model of the gym man, which is better every day. Every day, just as a reminder. Um, So how did you really develop that particular model? And and how do you practice that every day? Like, how do you practice, um, you know, always happy but never satisfied and better every day?
0: I I would say uh, I'll start with kind of how I came up. The, the story is it can be drawn out. I can I can really uh, try to shorten it as much as possible. The, the way I came up with the better every day motto, and it and and the thing is is and and as I elaborate, you'll understand more that like you go searching for these things, these mottos, these principles, these values in life, but you never find them uh, when you're when you're going out searching. Your, your brain, your subconscious, you know, I've, I've done it now in my later in my career, I've dabbled in neuroscience and things like that. So your brain has this thing called the reticular activating system that it, it, it hones you in. I mean, if you got onto, uh, you know, the Internet and if the Internet wasn't built in such a way that where you have to actually search for things and it just shows you everything on the Internet in one frame or one screen your mind would basically explode because it, it, it couldn't process all that information. So your brain has this beautiful thing called a reticular activating system. And my grandmother said it one time when I was younger uh, and she explained it. She didn't know what the reticular activating system was, but she explained it in this way. I said, man, you know, there's this red Toyota pickup truck that I really want or something. And nobody in town has that model, but ever since I saw a picture of it and I started wanting it now it seems like everybody has that truck and she said that's just the way life works Tyler she said when you start focusing on something it brings it to light it brings it in front of you and now later in life I know and I can explain that and articulate that is the reticular activating system in your brain focusing on that so when you try to say something like affirmations like you know I want to be rich, or I want to have be happy, and or I want to be happy, never satisfied, things like that. Those are things, and the principles you talk about, like uh, that, we develop in our journey, and why everyone's journey is different, but we all have to develop these these principles. Is that fact of like we can never just say it and believe it. We can never just say it one time and believe it. It's repetition. It's something we have to focus on day in and day out. And then an experience or someone else's experience that we hear about that impacts our lives or touches our heart. And that's what really makes that principle stick with you. You know what I'm saying? So back to the better every day, I basically was, I bought the gym and I had said in high school, all all my childhood, you know, uh, teenage years, ever since, uh, a girlfriend I had when I was about 15, 14, 15, her dad would take me to the gym every day with him after school and kind of teach me how to work out. And I was in weightlifting class and things like that, sports in high school. But, uh, I would always say like, I want to own my own gym one day. And I probably said that for 10 years leading up to actually owning my own gym. And when I finally did that, I didn't actually start my own gym. You know, as you know, I bought a gym from uh, a previous mentor that I've worked for, uh, Dennis Smith, retired command Sergeant major, range regiment. Amazing, uh, amazing human being. Uh, but when I bought it, all right, this is it. Like, I, I was so overwhelmed with, like, this, this 10-year goal you know, what I thought was going to be a 10-year goal from when I started in the profession ended up being, I achieved it in like three years of, of professionally becoming a personal trainer, you know, striving to be a strength conditioning coach, going to school. I planned to intern at a collegiate professional strength conditioning program, work my way up maybe 10 years down the road for a head coach, strength coach uh, at a collegiate or professional program. Got my experience up. I was then going to have the experience and knowledge to open up a gym. But it happened so quick. Because I was just so passionate about it. And so willing to just take that leap. That I was like, like I was kind of like, now what? Like, I, I own my own gym now. So now what do I do? And so I had to create a new vision. Because I, I thought owning my own gym was my life vision. But then when I got in there, I didn't feel like as big as it was I didn't feel it was as big of a deal as it was and I started seeking out other mentors and business owners to try and learn and do things I had another mentor that I met in town that was referred by another business owner and he sat with me one day and we were sitting in the gym there was classes going on excuse me and uh pretty much asked me the question like what do you believe you know and I was like you know I believe in uh, linear periodization, and, and this programming structure, and these exercises, the big bang for your buck exercises, high intensity interval training, is it, da, 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 burn fat, like, a build muscle, all these things, these exercise science principles, and he's like, no, 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 he stopped me, and he said, what do you believe, and I was, and you know, I still, I, I can't say that I had, at this point, grown out of that, like, like I said, that late teenage years, like kind of know-it-all, atheist type of mentality from being kind of shunned away from the religious scene where it was like I was... And, you know, when I say religious, I mean it in the most respectful way possible. is like it was pushed on you. Now, when I say spiritual, I mean that's something that finds you in your heart and you, you grow with that. Like it grows within you and you become a light, a beacon for people, uh, you know, So I was kind of like, I don't know what I believe, you know, in my own mind, but I just, my my mind was just, what do you believe, you know? So I'm going to tell you the next three weeks of my life were spent staying up at night, writing. I probably slept for like two hours a night for three weeks straight. I mean, you know, when you get lack of sleep, you start to hallucinate. You start to, you know, get a little crazy. So I was in my bathroom. Uh, just got out of the shower and I was just like started bawling, crying for some reason. Like, just out of nowhere, just like hallucinating, just, it, it was wild, right? And I thought I was going crazy, little. I thought I was losing my mind a little bit. And then I got a text from uh, my girlfriend at, at the time, my wife now, and she sent me this long text. I still have it saved in my notes. And it said within there, it said, you know, you help people get better every day, or or somewhere along the lines of change their lives for the better every day. And I I'ma tell you, going back to the reticular activating system, I was searching for a mission statement. When he said, What do you believe? I thought I needed to have like the Disney, the Nike just do it, the Under Armour, I will. Like I was asking other business owners, hey, what do you think, clients? trying to figure out that perfect mission statement that just described it in a few words of what what I was, like who I was, right? And then that one text in that emotional distraught moment, that better every day line stuck out to me. She created better every day. I lived it. I felt it. And I was like better every day. And I just started repeating it almost like uh, I always say, was it Tom Cruise on that show me the money? Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the day, Cuba Gooding Jr. And I just started repeating better every day. And, and my tears, you know, went away and I became like it was empowering. And I was like, that's it. Better every day. Better husband. Better, uh, you know, better wife. Better father. Better mother. Better spouse. You know, uh, you know better athlete. Uh, You know, better at my career, better with my finances, better every day, just doing better physically, better mentally, better emotionally, better intellectually, anything you could do, better quality of life, anything I can do, one thing that I can do just every single day. If I could just focus on one thing in one area of my life that I need to work on myself, that would change everything. And I pushed that into the gym and just you know we put it on shirts we we put it everywhere you know I sent out that very day I, I typed up an email you know a, a, a story on an email and pu- pushed it out to all the clients you know just explaining how I came up with that and, and why that was the one that was the thing you know uh, that was gonna be what we stood for at the gym you know be uncommon be different pave your own path, you know, uh, the unbeaten trail, things like that, that was our thing. But the Better Every Day was something we could, a culture we could build and that's kind of how it started and from there it's just flourished into into so much more, you know. So, uh, you know, the love your life or change it, that little statement, all the different little tidbits came from the Better Every Day. And one thing, another thing that I, I kind of left out is that moment when I read that Better Every Day text, I had a flashback to me when I was in middle school or, or going from elementary school to middle school. And I would spent the summer with my grandmother and we lived on a busy highway, you know, in not so good side of town. So I couldn't go outside and play much. Uh, I was sitting at home playing video games, watching TV, eating mayonnaise, tomato sandwiches, and I gained some weight. Uh, as a kid, and going into middle school, that's a big transition, so I was heavyset, a little bit more so going into middle school, and I was at my house one day in the hallway, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do one thing every single day that I can do to j- get just a little bit better, and I started drinking a gallon of water a day, and I had a flashback with that text to that moment, and I was like, this, this is me, this is who I've been, I didn't even know it. Like inside of me, you know, yeah, and, and that, that's that's kind of the
1: sto- the nutshell story
0: of the better every day.
1: And you it's interesting you uh, mentioned the uh, particular activating system because I'm right now currently studying, um, you know, neuro. I'm, t- I'm taking neuro now, very intense class.
0: Nice,
1: nice. Actually, class today, um, but for those who don't know what the reticular activation activated system is. Tyler did a great um, job explaining what it does. It, it is, it has three primary uh, functions. One is um, important for your wakefulness. So it's important, it's ability to focus. So when Tyler said about, hey, you know, if you see um, a red car, you drive a red car, you consistently see red cars around the road. It's really because your reticular activating system has that's the focus because you drive a red car more red car than what you particularly um would be. and then it also basically it is it is the bearer of it's the gatekeeper of all the information that we receive and it's it, it, the world around us and so that was a good uh, so for anyone who doesn't understand what the reticular activating system is it's a, it's a region in your brain that's responsible for the wakefulness that's responsible ability to focus your fight or flight response and also your ability to perceive the world around you and they did a great job of really tying into what we spoke about last week which was the I'm always big on the kind of like making things very concise and so the equation is be, do, have when you do that thing and then you have it a lot of times we try to have something and then we think that if we do it things from that. I mean, prime example of what I—we. A lot of people think, well, if I if I have these particular Nikes, I'll be able to do. I'll be able to do more athletic things. So if I if I if I if I wear these particular shoes that I have, I'll be able to run faster. And if I can run fast, be more athletic. Well, that's kind of backwards because you can have the nice things, and that doesn't necessarily mean you'll always be able to do them. Or maybe you can do something, but you may not have the results of uh, that someone else may have. So when you have that, if I, the being part, and and that's like better every day was who you were already. You just weren't able to really articulate it. And when the person, which is back to the, my very first episode, was about belief. He came in and he he wanted to help you get some proximity about okay, what what do you believe? Like what do you believe? Because your belief is a part of your being that's what we're being and so like you did an excellent job of explaining like you know you you, you, you your journey um of better every day was already inside of you and so really you pulled all you all you've done was pull what was already inside of you what you were already practicing and you were finally able to add a physical word to that framework now you know it's pushed you like as a business owner and that's something that I want I don't want people just to hear these podcasts and just think like oh I end there is just talking and but yeah absolutely I'm an example and I want to bring more people and show that examples that the principles that we are sharing you gotta believe. It starts with you gotta believe in something in order to protect the you, of your life. Your belief is your it provides the 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 map. For where you want to take your life, and I think that you've done like an excellent job of like explaining it, and we get a chance to see like you are you are one of the case studies of kind of like well, all all of these episodes that I've been putting out. You've been, you know, you I don't even think you've listened to any of the any of the <laughs> podcast. No, I need to, I need to. But what but is but what's cool is the fact that even if you haven't, it's like. Every, everything from the foundation of this podcast episode one was about believing, and then you spoke about well when I started believing this, then I was starting to do this, um, and even when you were saying like hey I want to open the gym, you stayed it for ten years, and then in three years when you actually started applying something that you believe, that now you have a business, but it all started with the inner man, and and I think that's body it has has to kind of realize like we consistently look for things outside of ourselves and you know sometimes it, you know sometimes we may need a little motivation or inspiration by seeing or hearing but that faith is already in us and you know it's a matter of like activating it and so man i really appreciate you for like sharing that because it's really like that that's like listen to like yeah he's saying and, and all <laughs> Y'all pick up on like everything that he said, everything I've been saying, and that's what beat this that's why I called it be great podcast. Yes. About any people can all throughout life, people will have moments of doing something great. You know, they everyone will have maybe one or two moments when they do something heroic or maybe you have a great spouse or maybe you will have something great, maybe a great house. Or but being great is a distant journey. It's not a necessarily a point. Of a arrival, like a destination, but it, it is it has milestones. Like you hit different milestones. As long as you're living, you can just be better every day. And that also ties into you know really the being of like being. And, and yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. And you know, um, what you know, we we've spoken about a lot, but what's what's the take home? there's to take away from everything you
0: about I really think uh, with everything you're saying and, and just to, to bring it all home like back to the question of you know how I started with you know how I came up with the better every day the little the little short you know synopsis of the backstory I tried to, to, to package it up as tight as I could uh, I like to draw. I, I just naturally draw things out and tell stories. I would say back to the the happy never satisfied. Like man, the thing is, is like we we focus on being great, and you have this imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, where sometimes you you have bad days, and everyone has bad days, and you mess up, and and you're you're this you're this person and you you talk down on yourself for being this type of person and you want to become something new and something else but you try to do it all on your own and I would say that man the biggest thing is like and I still struggle with it to this day is just like just connection you know I I, I had a thought like when you were saying that of like uh, bringing it all together and, and things like that is like uh, and, and, and listening to you kind of Synopsis of my my story is like uh, I don't know if any of the listeners, maybe our age, would know about Dragon Ball Z or Goku, the Spirit Bomb. I mean, he you know he gathers the energy from everything and everyone and and all living things and non living things and just the that that oneness of just like gathering that energy. I mean, to come up with the better every day. Yes, it was my struggle and my it was inside of me, but I mean, I could tell you countless stories about like, uh, you know, when I went to my dad and I was like, you know, hey, uh, and and this is like reverse and this is negative and positive reinforcement. I mean, my dad, I go to him and and I love my dad and he's one of my biggest supporters nowadays, but I go to him and he was a blue collar worker and I was like, hey, I want to be a fitness trainer or like in the fitness business. And he's like, oh, there's no money in that. You know, and then my mom, on the other hand, is like, chase your dreams, do what you want. You know, you, you only live one life. And, you know, and and then my dad's the breadwinner and, and has does the bills and things like that. So you're getting these mixed signals. But then I could go to when I started going to school for training and my professor in college was like, hey, I want you to go sit for this exam. I know you're not finished with all the prerequisite classes, but you're ready. You're the only one in this whole entire uh, class that's ready. And I actually went in with a do or die mentality with his belief in me. And I went in and passed the exam that he said, bachelor's in exercise science, master's in kinesiology, would struggle to pass. And I was the first one, and they even did a little news article on me at the school uh, of, like, I was the first one to pass that exam in that program. So he had all these hopes in me. Uh, couldn't get a job at Uncommon, the gym I bought initially because I didn't have enough experience on paper. And so I went to Max Fitness, got a job there, started out making, you know, uh, $8 for 30 minute sessions, $16 for hour sessions. And sitting in my truck one day, and I used to struggle. To get out of bed at 7 a.m. to go cut grass, and, and I had a little lawn care business prior to doing the fitness business, and I was up at 5 a.m. before daylight, before dawn, and I was sitting in my truck and I was making you know pennies. My girlfriend at the time, my wife now, would support me on her school credit card, you know, after my savings ran out because uh, I had to quit working altogether to go back to school and uh, and get this start this new career, so start back at zero. And luckily I had her support. I had my mom's support. I had my professor from college's support. And I was like, you know what, sitting in my truck, I had another, I had an actual Satori moment, which is the the change through inspiration. And I said to myself, you know what, as long as I'm doing what I love for a living and making a little bit of money doing it, I'm successful. And it seemed like since then, just stuff started happening. Again, that human connection. I met another guy at Max Fitness. He saw me train and I met the guy twice. And he was pretty much like, came up to me one day and he's like, hey, hey, T-Train, nicknamed me already and everything. Vivid memory of this moment. And he said, I got an opportunity for you. And I said, from you, anything. And he said, I want you to go take my place at Uncommon Athlete. I already told Dennis that you were coming down. He had no idea that that was the first place that I tried to go get a job at. Uh, So I went down, I started working there. I started working my butt off down there. And next thing you know, I'm buying the gym. Uh, you know, that I couldn't get a job at initially. And, and, you know, Dennis, the previous owner, started seeing that within me and asked me one day, another vivid memory. He said, hey, what's your five-year plan? And I said, you know, I, I, don't, really, I don't really have one, but I know it, like I spurted it out. I was like, I want to finish school. I want to, you know, intern. And I kind of, I'm reiterating here, intern to collegiate strength conditioning program, college, professional. Uh, Work my way up the ranks. Maybe 10 years down the road, I own my own gym. He goes, Why don't you just own this one? And I was like, Oh, you know, pipe dream. I don't own my own vehicle. Bank owns my truck. I don't have a house. I still live with my parents. I'm still in school. All these things. And he's like, All right. So he starts putting more and more responsibility on me slowly because he, again, he saw something within me that I didn't see. And Mm. that's what mentors do for you. They bring that out of you. And you may have it inside. But it wasn't four or five years later until I discovered The Better Every Day. And then it wasn't probably three years later until I came up with my really my why in life, which was uh, to help people end their mental suffering, you know, through whatever outlet I can. Maybe with with real estate, I'm helping people get out of a bad situation with a housing crisis they're in. Uh, You know, they can't afford their home or they they have back taxes or things like that or ending mental suffering financially through helping them invest for the future with crypto or physically with the gym or training uh mentally with training and and just this mentoring and and business consulting and and life coaching thing like all these things didn't just happen they were accumulation of things and they were accumulation of meeting people and telling people who i was and being vulnerable enough to express myself people and be passionate about what I believed in for them to say, hey, I have an opportunity for you or, hey, you can do this. You just need to believe you can, Mm -hmm. just like what you were saying. So if, if in a nutshell, I had to bring it all home, I would just say, man, like, you know, and you hear this from everybody, but networking, Getting to know people. I don't care if it's the janitor at your college. You know, I don't care if it's you know some a homeless guy sleeping on the side of the street to ask you for a dollar and you brush him off. Like I talk to everyone and I, I just hey, if the homeless man asks me for a dollar at the gas station or the gas pump, I don't say man, I, get away from me. Like I don't like I say man, what's going on? Tell me your story, and I take a minute and I listen. Mm. So I would say. Reach out to people, be vulnerable, listen, find out what drives you, what you're passionate about, and just go all in on that and just tell everyone like what you're trying to do. And and people are attracted to people with vision, with life vision and with clarity. Get some clarity in your life. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have a house. You don't have to have a vehicle. You don't have you can be riding a bike walking on the side of the street no shoes and you could create clarity and a vision that will attract people to you the right people that can help you and you can make your own spirit bomb like goku and and just you know get get what you want out of life you know yeah and it may not be it may not be on your terms Hmm. it may be on god's terms it may be on uh you know it may not happen. Uh, you know, this was a struggle of mine, too. It may not happen exactly the way you plan. It may not happen exactly the way you think it will. And it may not happen as soon as you think it will. But you have to have consistency. You know, just like working in the gym, just like education. You have to be consistent. The little things, the better every day. 1%, baby. That's it. There you
1: so. that, that, that is it, man. I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I definitely if y'all wasn't taking notes, definitely go back and listen to this. Um, I'm even going to go back and just re-listen to this <laughs> meditate on this for the rest of the day, man, because you know, I don't think there's there's nothing more else, you know, I, I really need to Yeah <laughs> um, right Hey, the collection plate, you're going to have the benediction and, and that's, we're going to go home for the day, man Man, Todd, I want yeah. to come on the beat podcast um i think for one of the individuals in my life any of the individuals that i know that are embodying the principle um that we but thank you so much for um come on, on the podcast oh um so where where can the people connect with you um and yeah so what's your contact information i'll also put that in the description of the podcast so,
0: yeah man you can find me uh if you're wanting uh more of like my personal life uh you know or just the life coaching side of things the mentoring side of things you can check me out on facebook gregory tyler wyatt and on instagram at g tyler w uh if you want more of the gym atmosphere you're going to go to at UA Columbus. That's where you see the gym's uh, Instagram page. I do a good bit of fitness stuff. I do a little bit of everything on my on my regular Instagram. I do need to get a little bit more active on there. But you can reach out to me on there if you want more uh, crypto education and th- and more investing, financial type stuff. You find me uh, on Twitter at uncommonfi. Uh, that's uncommonfi. So just, I, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm, you know, I dab a little bit in everything. I just, I just, like I said, my wine life is help people in their mental suffering, whatever that is, you know, you could be smiling on the outside and be suffering on the inside. And I just, I can't, I can't live my life knowing that people are that way. And, and we all are that way at times. And I just, I want to be, like I said, a beacon of light. And I didn't touch on this. I am no longer in that atheist mentality, I believe. You know, I I was raised a certain way and I need to uphold that. And me and Caitlin, my wife, we were both re baptized about five, six years ago and, you know, worked our way back in. And although just like everyone, we need to be better about our consistency uh, with our spirituality. But man, like uh, I I am one of the most spiritual uh, people you probably have ever known I mean I you know you know that knowing me personally but I just wanted to put that out there. Like I'm no longer in that mentality either. I, I don't think I'm, you know, the salt of the world and I, I know that I'm just a speck on in this universe and, and anything that I can do to impact someone else's life is, is just gonna is gonna fulfill me but also what the grand goal is to help them, you know, and serve people and do what we were called on this earth to do and just and that's just to serve others and treat others the way we we would like to be treated so I really appreciate it I am day. I'm so happy that you're doing this you know I know we talked about this you know in the gym late night mopping floors and and I'm so glad you're falling through with this and I can't I can't express how happy I am and I can't you know express how much I want to uh, wish you nothing but success and if you need anything you always know my lines
1: open for you brother hey man appreciate you Tyler hey you guys have Heard it from one of one of our first, our first B-Great, our first um, B-Great um, interview, and Tyler, thank you once again for coming on. Um, Tyler is one of the catalysts to speak towards people that you beat in your life that kind of helps bring certain things out of you, and so, you know, like I said, a lot of this podcast is, from my experience, being an uncommon athlete. Um, and at the end of the day, he wrapped it up very well. At the end of the day, we are nothing without God. We can't even be great without having. I so thank you, Tyler, for coming on, man. And uh, hey, y'all heard everything that we said on the Be Great podcast. Please share this, like this. Uh, follow Tyler his information will be in um, in the description and um, that's it y'all so thank you for attending this is your host I ended Lawrence and thank y'all for coming on and listening to the Fate podcast peace